0: Hello.
1: Hola, hola. Hey. (laughs) What's happening? Uh,
0: Okay, listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Scary Talk episode 40. Woo! 40 episodes. Wow.
1: We're middle-aged.
0: 40 episodes. I know. We're middle-aged. Well, you know what they say. 40 is the new 20, um, which I guess 20 is the new zero, which means I'm two years old. Um, (laughs) Exciting. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Okay. Hi everyone, but let's get down to business. Shannon, do you have something to tell us?
1: I do um I played a I played with a Ouija board today <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shannon became possessed today officially. <laughs> we'll see what happens in the upcoming weeks.
1: yeah, I mean, in retrospect, I probably should have summoned Zozo, but I didn't um so <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Played is the like emphasis here because the moment I saw this thing, it was a glow in the dark one. I didn't buy it, so my friend actually had it. Um, it's a glow in the dark made by Hasbro. And the moment I saw it, you know, like in that people say, like, you never know what you want until you're staring down the barrel of a gun or you know what you believe. The right. moment I saw it, I knew I didn't believe because it was plastic, <laughs> it was cheap. You it was like I could have literally printed. A piece of paper with all of that on it, stuck it to cardboard, and it would have been the same thing. And so, like...
0: Shannon! <laughs> don't be foolish. You know, we've talked about this. Like, I told you about the... What, what was it? Like, Ask Charlie game? Where people would make, like, these, like, makeshift Ouija it's boards. are just... <laughs> basically just, like, p- pencils on paper. And, and, but it worked. It's about this... It's about your, your intention. It's about what you're putting into the room.
1: Mm, no, it's not. It's not. Because... <laughs> At the end of the day, it's humans, human error. Like we sat there for five minutes and it wouldn't move at all. And I was like, well, it's not moving. So finally, my friend, I did this with two other people. And my friend who's um, probably in her 60s, she just started being the one to like ask questions really fast. And then she was obviously pushing it in all the directions and I know it was her because the other girl, she wasn't like touching it like at all. Like she was making sure her fingers barely touched it and I was like, even at one point like I could tell it was me because my hands were shaking from laughing so it was pulling towards me. Like it's just so, like nothing happened, nothing was spelled out except for the things that she wanted, like yes or no. It was just, it was ridiculous and mind you we only spent like 10 minutes with it or maybe 15, I would say 15. But I was just like, wow. well maybe
0: maybe you need a little longer to connect to demons. Maybe it's like a long distance call. Like I don't know. You need some time. Maybe five minutes wasn't enough.
1: I think if there's more people, then there's more room for that vibration to like push it around. But it just it's you know, to each their own but, also, but like that's not
0: wasn't it weren't you guys like in the daylight and like it was during the day and You guys were kind of laughing, not taking it seriously. I know that I told you that when you play it, like, you should do it in a lit room, like, not at night, not alone. But actually, maybe, like, (laughs) maybe you should do all those bad things, because maybe that's the only way it works. Like, shit. Yeah, well,
1: (laughs) if you want, we can do that together.
0: No, I'm good.
1: (laughs) No, because then we can settle once and for all if you really believe it.
0: (laughs) If I believe what? Whether the Ouija works or whether demons exist?
1: both and then if it doesn't work you'll have your answer
0: girly demons exist okay (laughs) i mean listen i'll take your point about like the Ouija being like a cheap piece of plastic and not working because of that like mm, i can buy that like maybe maybe like summoning a demon is way harder than i think it is but I i do think they exist they're out there and i'm not playing with that fire sorry queen
1: Well, I had a fun time, and I kind of want to buy one now just because it's, like, a fun party (laughs) trick for people, and it's... Just to spite me? Yeah, why not? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I would recommend it to anyone looking to have a good laugh. Um, It's a fun time. You just gotta be a little bit loose, you know? Loosey-goosey, just really, like, be in the moment, you know?
0: I guess. If you guys want to have a good laugh, I'd recommend a comedy film, but... I guess if you're like that, (laughs) if you're that jaded, maybe the Ouija board's the only thing that's going to do it for you.
1: You know, I think society is moving more and more towards needing to up the stakes. So (laughs) it's not just me.
0: fine, whatever. (laughs) But no, but it is exciting when like you send me that picture today of the Ouija board. I was like, oh my God, she did something. I don't know what, but she did something (laughs) with the Ouija board. I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um that was before so, we
1: did it actually
0: Oh, okay well I'm glad you guys had a good time yeah. um <clears throat> in the upcoming days please check for signs of possession in your co-workers and let me know if you see anything
1: So what kind of signs like I'll start smell um, like sulfur
0: Yeah smell like sulfur they'll, they'll start speaking in tongues their eyes will get really yellow think like jaundiced um or bloodshot and or bloodshot um they will seem really pale they will gain superhuman strength uh they will try to kill you so those are some of the signs
1: okay good to know
0: (laughs) so keep an eye out um everyone hi okay so episode 40 um what are we talking about today shannon
1: Ooh, we're talking about halloween
0: yes because we are that fucking basic (laughs) we were like what's something really spooky thing (laughs) the halloween holiday we were like "Mm, the concept of halloween so we're talking about halloween um you know i mean i specifically go, go ahead go ahead
1: we are basic like i think we should just accept that you know what i mean like let's just own the basicness
0: yeah we shouldn't fight it you're right um I, I it's fine. I'm comfortable in it. That's quite all right. I'll have my pumpkin spice latte this October. I'll wear my uggs and my scarves. I'll wear pastel yeah. colors all month. Um yeah. Okay. So <laughs> um uh, hi Halloween. You're Hello almost Queen. here. We're excited. Halloween. <laughs> okay. Um I'm going to be talking about I'm going to start and I'm going to be Um, giving you guys some background on Halloween, because I know that it's just like this holiday and we don't really think much of it. I certainly don't about like where its origins are, where it comes from, what it means, what its background is. Um, But after doing some research, I thought it was really super interesting. And so I want to put this into this episode. So the fuck is Halloween about? And why? And why does it exist? Um, So... Shannon, do you know anything about this, by the way? Do you know anything about, like, the the pagan slash, like, Celtic background of Halloween?
1: Doesn't it have to do with, like, a saint or something? Like, an evil saint and, I don't know, some weird shit and sacrifices and you wear masks to hide from the demons at night?
0: Mm, Some of those things are here. (laughs) So, let's get into it. Um, So, this is from an article I found online that i print it and once i print it i realized it did not print like the link <laughs> or the website title this is so fucking weird like i have no idea where i got this from because like the http just did not come out on the print uh, but anyway thank you internet <laughs> i'm sure it's like some like, like i'm sure the article just lifted it from wikipedia anyway so probably thanks wikipedia but anyway um halloween spooky origins come from an ancient celtic festival for the dead called semain or summer's end when you translate it from celtic so celts is it the celts or the celts it's celts Keltz. right
1: actually celts, i don't yeah. know i'm Ignor- uneducated
0: i think it's celts but wow ignorant us we don't stand uh, the <laughs> celts who left in the region that is now ireland Um, and also northern France fun fact Uh, thousands of years ago celebrated this holiday that was called Samhain S-A-M-H-A-I-N I I think that's how you pronounce it on November 1st um, to mark the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of a new year Um, end of summer it's kind of late like fall started what? almost a month ago? anyway um, I guess
1: but think about like global warming you know Like things have changed. Yeah, I guess.
0: (laughs) Maybe to them, like they had early Octobers be really hot. We don't know. Anyway, um, so they would kick off the bitter cold winter with this um, kind of like harvest holiday celebration um, because they wanted to basically protect themselves from the bitter cold uh, as winter was a season typically associated with death to them. So basically like the Celts believe that the night before the new year quote-unquote new year i mean to them the new year was like you know like the start of winter um the lines between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred and ghosts of the dead returned to earth and Mm. ate the crops like ravaged the crops destroyed them um they also believed that the ghosts and otherworldly spirits um gave celtic priests or they're also called druids that's i'm going to refer to them from now on celtic priests were called druids um that these spirits gave druids a vision into the future Um, and I like this, uh, quote that the article, um, has from history.com. Um, it's, for a people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort and direction during the long, dark winter. Um, which is nice to hear, but then you realize <laughs> that these priests, these Celtic priests, these druids, were just, like, pulling shit out of their asses to tell the people, like, oh, the harvest will be large and plentiful, like, when in reality they had. It was it was basically, like, an old-time weather forecast. You know how weather yeah. forecasts can be, like, inaccurate as shit? It's kind of like that, but even worse. So, anyway. So, on the eve of Samain, October 31st, these priests built enormous bonfires, and the Celts, very... Celti, of course, danced around these fucking things and chanted and, you know, like exactly what you think it looked like, that's what it looked like. Um, And they dressed in costumes made of animal heads and skins, danced around the fire, sacrificed their crops and animals to the Celtic gods in hopes that they would be protected from the uh, dark, uh, bitter cold of winter and also that the spirits wouldn't ravage their crops. So... Uh, when the Semaine celebrations were coming to an end, the Celts would then relit their hearth fires with fire from the sacred bonfire built by the priests the night before, in hopes that this heat would keep them safe from the coming winter. Um, questions so far?
1: <laughs> um, it sounds like pretty typical, you know, behavior for the time. Like, what else yeah. are you going to do? You listen to the guy who tells you the crops will be plentiful, and you just, you just hope yeah, you, you don't you, die yeah. of some horrible disease.
0: You listen to the guy that gives you the prophecies, kill a bear, cut off its face, wear it, dance around the fire. What else are you going to do in what f- 1000 BC? <laughs> um, yeah.
1: What else do you want to do?
0: <laughs> um, I would have died for some TikToks back then, because that sounds... Anyway, okay. So why is it called Halloween? <laughs> it's called Halloween because... Um, okay, so the, the, the true, true, like etymology of the word is kind of complicated uh the the catholics used to call the celebration all hallow mass kind of like christmas um and it was this three-day holiday honoring the saints and the recently deceased i mean i guess it still kind of is in some countries that are catholic like uh you know like day of the dead is a big thing in mexico a lot of people don't know though that Uh, that's on november 2nd always a lot of people don't know though that on the first of november um a lot of latin american countries most of which are deeply catholic also celebrate something called um all saints day it's either all saints day or like all angels day and Mm -hmm. then like the third is like all saints day or 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 all angels day so the point is that like it is still a three-day celebration it's still a thing I don't know that in every country it's still three days. Some of them might be two days. But the point is that this is still a thing actually. And obviously those same countries do not celebrate Halloween. Um, It's a much more like Anglo-Saxon kind of thing. Um, Well, actually I'll touch on that in a minute because Protestants, they're not standing Halloween. I'll tell you that. Um, So during the seventh century, Christianity spread throughout Celtic lands and influenced Celtic religion and popular traditions, including this holiday that they had, Semaine. And it's widely believed today that the church was basically trying to replace the festival with their holiday, which, you know, that's a thing they did <laughs> a lot in a lot yeah. of places uh, for a lot of holidays. Anyway, in the 8th century, um, Pope Gregory III decreed November 1st All Saints Day. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, and the evening before All Hallows Eve, November 2nd, um, later became All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. Um, so, yeah, November 1st, All Saints Day, and then the evening before All Hallows Eve, which would be the. 30- Wait, this is confusing. Mm, I'll get back to this. Anyway, so the All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallow Mass, if I remember correctly um and oh actually here i have my notes in middle english um all <laughs> all hollow translates to all saints day so that's <laughs> where that like, can you hear it now kind of yeah, like, sort of. Yeah, like that influenced the, the, the modern pronunciation, obviously. The night before All Saints Day, which is a traditional night of the Celtic Samhain Festival, uh, eventually became known as All Hallows' Eve and later Halloween. Okay, got it. So the 31st is All Hallows' Eve, and the first is All Saints Day, and then the second is All Souls' Day. So that's where the three-day festival is. Got it. Okay, I was confused. Um, so, Yeah. Interesting shit. Now, this I really want to talk about. It's super interesting. Why the fuck do people dress up? Well, actually, not that. Why do they trick or treat? We know why they dress up. They dress up because back in the Celtic festival, like in the origins, people would wear animal skins and shit to um, actually, why do they do that? To look scary, to uh, uh, ask for a plentiful harvest. I'm confused. I'll get back to that as well. (laughs) Pin that as well. But why do people trick or treat? This is important. So people, because... Um, wait, is that a question? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. You tell me.
1: <laughs> I am going to guess and say that it has to do with, like, sacrificing part of your crops to the gods. So, like, like, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm going to say.
0: Actually, that's not... I mean, it's not it, but that's not a bad guess at all. I mean, it okay. makes sense. Um, but here, I'll tell you. So the notion of dressing up in costume... Basically, dates back to the Middle Ages, according to this. Um, children and sometimes poor adults. I like that differentiation. It's interesting. Apparently, like wealthy adults would not do this, but poor adults would. And it makes sense of why. Uh, they would dress up as saints or angels or demons. Um, there, there weren't any like slutty non-costumes back then, which is kind of lame. But um, And they would go around door-to-door during Hallow Mass, begging for food or money in exchange for songs and prayers. So... That's oh. why the wealthy adults didn't have to do it, but poor adults and children did. They were like, "Can we have some free food? I'll sing you a song."
1: Interesting. Also, I think you're wrong. I think there was slutty costumes. If you showed any ankle, you were a whore.
0: <laughs> I don't think I don't think you got the food though. Like I, I think you got stones. Um, it's a little different. I you know, guess, there was I mean, like one. Something-
1: there was one Martha back then who cut some holes into a sheet, put it over her head, and then she just showed some calf and everyone knew <laughs> slutty ghost.
0: What a slut. Okay. So, um, <laughs> and obviously back then it wasn't called trick or treating. It was called souling as in soul. And the beggars were called solars. So interesting. Um, the practice of trick or treating didn't become a thing until the 1920s in the U S. Um, so inventive we are. So, Uh, The earliest known reference to the term trick-or-treat is, like, from the uh, late 20s, as, as far as we have records of it. And so that's where that really comes from. I think that's really interesting, though, because, I mean, it's not just that the term for souling changed. It's that the action changed. Like, people back then were asking for food in return for something, in return for a prayer, in return for a song to that person. Now, it's like, if you don't give me something... I'm gonna pull a prank on you. That's kinda fucked up. Like <laughs> why does that person have the burden to give you something? Like, fuck off. Why are you giving me a song? A prayer? No, Billy. Fuck off. So
1: <laughs> Isn't it anyway. just to avoid the tricks? It's you have to give them a candy or they're gonna perform a trick I on mean, you. I
0: mean Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? That like why did it become like this nice thing? And now now it's like, oh, actually you have to or else. Whereas before, if you didn't give food to a solar, I doubt they'd pull a, a, like, a trick on you, you know what I'm saying? And also, you're not getting anything in return from these little kids that are trick-or-treating. Well, I guess, I mean, I understand what you're saying. What you're getting in return is not getting pranked, but, like, that's not really... (laughs) You know what I mean? That's more like, you're trying to avoid the consequence. Um, anyway. So, um, yeah, theories, um, there are theories that say that, um, there were, like, excessive pranks on Halloween, uh, like, uh, on the mass, like, when it used to be, like, old Halloween, and that led to it becoming what it is in modern times. That's just a theory, though. Um, like, they're trying to say that the Solars apparently did pull prank sometimes, and so that, maybe that's where this sprung from. Anyway. Um, fun fact. When World War II broke out, trick-or-treating came to a halt due to sugar rationing. Um, <laughs> which is sad and funny. Um, we, (laughs) I think we forget that, like, I mean, I know that a lot of things were rationed back then, like, a lot of metals and a lot of, um, fabrics for clothing, but fucking sugar rationing? Imagine, like, just straight up not having Halloween, because, like, wartime, that sucks. Um, okay, so, this is interesting. How do Protestants feel about Halloween? That's the question. (laughs)
1: Um, not very good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. Um, I mean, nowadays people, I mean, like, contemporary Protestants are probably really, really don't care about it at all. But back then, uh, during Reformation times, we're talking like, what, 1400s? The holiday came under attack by some Protestants with rigid belief systems who denounced purgatory as a popish doctrine. So, basically... Protestants were like, okay, so we don't see purgatory, like, clearly defined in the Bible, so we're not gonna take this into our new belief system. We're gonna denounce it. It's not a thing. And so, when the Catholics were like, no, like, purgatory is a thing. um, Okay, actually, I'm getting... So, purgatory, for those of you who don't know, um, is a Roman Catholic theology that talks about a state between life and death. um, And... It's basically like you have to undergo like purification um, to enter heaven. So it's like a like a temporary state of suffering. It's like you're paying your dues. So and Halloween dates back to the Celtic Samhain festival, like I talked about. So and, and I mentioned how they believed that the lines between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred, which means that they must have believed that there were like there was some kind of midsection between. You know, like heaven and the real world, um, which you could translate into purgatory. And Protestants are like, well, that's not a thing, and so they did not like the holiday, like the implication that it brought. Um, So, questions so far? (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, just not really surprised that um, Protestants didn't like something that um, (laughs) didn't correctly correspond with their belief system. It's really shocking to me.
0: We don't know how many Protestants there are in our audience. Okay, we're not trying to scare them all away. So please, shush. <laughs> um, Protestants, we stand. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I—I I mean, honestly, like to be completely fair. Like I do think purgatory is kind of bullshit. Like, <laughs> like it's basically the Catholic Church's way of being like. Because you know, like before Reformation, this is like so off topic, but it's super interesting. Because I took AP Euro, so everyone suck my toe. I'm gonna talk about this. So, um as we all know, John Wayne, that was his name. um <laughs> No, what's his name? Johnny Johnny. What's Honestly, like Johnny Boo.
1: This is so out of my wheelhouse. Like I, I don't know what school <laughs> is. I don't know who these people oh. are
0: martin luther that was his name not even fucking close
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> um so johnny boo um okay so Mar- actually martin luther is kind of relevant to this the point is that like in the old times the catholic church was like listen if you want to get to heaven um and if you want to escape purgatory matter of fact if you want to just straight up forego purgatory when you die you have to give us money and it's brilliant. You know, like that's I mean it is brilliant. (laughs) It's super scammy though, and I guess someone cut on and was ballsy enough to tell the church, like, fucking stop. And that was Martin Luther and Protestantism kind of springs from there. This is like a gross oversimplification, but basically the church asked for money, people were like some people were like, I don't actually I don't wanna do that anymore and I don't think purgatory is real, so I don't have to give you money and two thousand years later two thousand years later, five hundred years later, we have modern day Protestantism. Anyway, it's it's stupid people tax. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so Protestants didn't like Halloween like a hundred years ago. Now they don't care. Whatever. It's twenty nineteen. Like people eat ass. Like it's a different time. Um,
1: <laughs> it is, and it also isn't. You know, like you got one side it's... eating ass, and you got one side um, <laughs> thinking anal makes you a virgin.
0: I mean, I I I hope that's a thing that was like a thing in the two thousands. I don't. I hope people don't actually like. Think no, that anymore? Even like no, super religious people. Even like more. Wow. Well, okay. If we're yeah. No. I, it, I. forget I've, it. I've um, heard about
1: it. Yeah. I know people. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs>
0: um. I mean, listen. The logic is not completely flawed. I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Um. Mm. Right.
1: No. <laughs> no. It is.
0: Okay. So so so. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. Contemporary Protestants. They're cool. It's right. So, um, something really interesting about Halloween is, to me, like, it's evolution, right? So, like, from what I read, it appears to me that it it went from asking the gods for good fortune to this holiday where people would exchange, like, a favor or a a nicety for a treat and now it's like almost ridiculing or mocking the power of death like both by the tricks that you are supposed to perform if you don't get a treat and also by the nature of costumes nowadays which are not purely religious as a matter of fact now most of them are not at all like you know like the angels or the demons or the um, saints that people would dress up as before. Like, that's not a thing anymore, right? People dress up as all kinds of shit. Um, and if anything now, I mean, it's also because it's so commercialized and that's a different conversation, but I I just, I drew an interesting parallel when I was reading this and I couldn't help but be like, hmm, it's interesting how now, if anything, it's more about mocking death, which I don't see as a bad thing, really. Like, not completely bad, at least. Because, I don't know, It's, it's like, it's almost like, I mean, I don't know if like six year olds collecting candy are really thinking about this, but like, <laughs> like in in a greater like sociological like scale, I see it as like you know people are kind of mocking death. Mm. If anything, it's good because that means they're accepting their mortality, which people oftentimes are really oftentimes have a really hard time doing. So it's it's kind of a good thing. Um, they're like, oh, that- I'm gonna fucking die one day, so whatever.
1: When you say that, what are you talking well, about specifically? Because I know plenty of people who dress up like share and I don't feel like that means uh, that they're mocking death.
0: Yeah, I guess I mean, never mind. I guess I was talking about <laughs> I guess I was talking about like really scary characters or like vampires and stuff. Or like when you go into a
1: haunted like a haunted maze. Yeah, or like Halloween, when you go into a haunted that. house
0: or, or or just the concept that like people legitimately like feeling spooked that time of yeah. the year nowadays in modern culture whereas i doubt that was the purpose at all back then people nowadays hmm. like that feeling it's almost like a rush and yeah in my I mind I, I think that go ahead
1: i can like put more of a parallel with halloween to like our understanding of the fictional purge <laughs> but instead of killing people <laughs> we're just letting ourselves be surrounded by something horrible because it's fun and because we get to think that it's fun and we get to be the scary thing for once you know and it's it's cathartic
0: i mean do you think that's why it is because that's what i'm saying like i think it's a different reason i think it's because i think it's because i mean actually i I mean i can't fully explain it it's just somehow it's a mockery of death that's my explanation you you have a different one
1: um yeah i would just say catharsis and enjoyment and embracing of death You know, feeling like you're in control Mm -hmm. for once. You're not afraid of anything. You just get to play with fake blood and you get to laugh because it's not real blood, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's an interesting theory. I can totally see that. Like, experiencing a power shift is pleasurable. Like, like you said, for once, you're the scary thing, not the other way around. So, yeah. Um, so, okay. This is interesting. Jack-o'-lanterns. Where do they come from, Shannon?
1: Oh my god, you know, I actually have no idea.
0: Yeah, I had no idea. Zero idea either. It, this story is super interesting. Like, I I was like, how have I never heard of this? Like, this should be like a short film or like a short story. Like, I should have heard about this. Like, okay, so, it, it, and it goes back to, like, it's it's a Celtic folktale. So, and I love that it's so old and that... The, like, consequences of it are still a thing today, meaning, you know, the pumpkins. Like, it's interesting. So, the origin of the Angry Orange Pumpkin, the Jack-O-Latin, comes from a Celtic folktale of this miserly farmer named Jack, who constantly played tricks on the devil. His nickname was literally Stingy Jack. According to this article, apparently um, for one of his tricks, Stingy Jack invited the devil. I'm not sure exactly how you do that. I don't know if you hit him up or if you text him or if he has a number. But anyway, so he hit up the devil and asked him to join him for a drink. And also, I guess the devil is not nearly as terrifying as we think he is. You can actually take him out for a drink. I am very confused. I have a lot of questions. But anyway, Jack (laughs) and the devil were tight. And he asked him to join him for a drink. And the devil was, like, lit. And once they were together, he pretended not to have any money to pay for his beverage. Jack did. Uh, and convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin they could use to buy the drinks. Now, listen. Isn't the devil supposed to be, like, super wise and, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> clever? Like, whatever. Well, um, his
1: ego, he wants... If you play to his ego, you can get him to do anything.
0: I guess. But, like, this... Folke also says that jack's been like pranking him for a while and the devil either he's like that one friend you have with like really low self-esteem that you can just like prank all like day and night and they'll be like oh that's funny but like they'll still keep talking to you because they have no other friends or he's really <laughs> stupid um but neither of them sounds like like what i thought the devil oh, up listen i don't know maybe the devil's like this really miserly, like pathetic character hashtag sad press f to pay respects so um the devil uh torn himself into a coin but instead of paying for the drinks jack kept the coin in his pocket and um went to a strip club just kidding he kept it in his pocket just to keep it and then he put a silver cross in his pocket um so as to avoid the devil from turning back into his original form um clever uh, the devil should take lessons. Anyway, eventually, after performing multiple tricks on the devil, Jack died. Uh, legend says that God wouldn't let a man like him into heaven, and the devil, unsurprisingly angry with Jack and his coins, uh, and his, uh pranks and stuff, like, wouldn't let him into um, hell either, which I thought was dumb. Like, isn't hell supposed to be terrible? Like, why why wouldn't you want him in hell suffering? But I guess the devil sees hell as like, no, actually, this is my house, and I don't want anyone that I don't like in here. So, okay. Um, instead, the devil sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light the way. Uh, Jack finds a carved out turnip and puts the, burn- the burning coal on there, because... He can't carry it with his hands and has been roaming the planet ever since. Um, Irish men began to refer to Stingy Jack as Jack of the Lantern and later that turned into Jack-o'-lantern. Um, uh, Englishmen used large beets and turnips uh, like the original Celtic folktale. But then when immigrants came to America, they adopted pumpkins. Um, and that's how
1: the Jack-o'-lantern came to be. Isn't that interesting? Wow, that's really interesting. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, I think it's, like, super interesting. I'm like, wow, I didn't know anything about this. And I love how it goes, like, way back. Like, what, a thousand years? That's crazy. Anyway, Yeah. Um, Okay, so last thing I want to touch on is Black Cats. (sighs) Okay, this is interesting, but also kind of sad. You'll see why. Um, So Black Cats, obviously, like, a Halloween symbol, iconic, we stand. Um, And this dates back to the Middle Ages. Um, uh, Apparently, like... Well, I mean, it dates back to the Middle Ages, but most of the records of, like, what black cats meant in reference to Halloween actually comes from, like, Puritan pilgrims. So that's more like, what, 1700s? Um, uh, Apparently, I mean, these people obviously lived a very, like, rigidly religious lifestyle. And legend has it that, oh, guess what's coming? Witches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um,
0: Yeah. Who many believed worshipped the devil. Would protect their identities by turning themselves into black cats so these puritan pilgrims were like okay we don't stand cats and they're witches and what's it, what's like what's that term they use in the harry potter series they're any any magi any like the the wizards that can turn themselves into animals they were basically like they're that and so we have to kill them um and obviously like they shunned witchcraft and did not like halloween at all and therefore they were not gonna like black cats and they were gonna shun the cats as well um, oftentimes kill the cats thinking they were witches it's a fucking mess so that's so um, sad yeah it is sad but like all right fine whatever What's really unfortunate is that that still happens today, 300 years later. Like, that's stupid. Um, Like, I get it from the Puritans, because, like, literally, like... uh, Ugh. But, like, nowadays, with everything we know... Listen, okay. So, apparently... uh, Well, obviously, the superstition around black cats is still very big in the Western world today, modern times, um, and that has translated into these creatures having some of the lowest adoption rates and the highest euthanasia rates of all cats, (laughs) um, which is sad. Uh, for decades, many animal shelters, have, this is interesting, they refuse to adopt out black cats on or right before Halloween out of fear that they'll be tortured or sacrificed. Um, I i know, I got a um, quote from the director of animal placement at a very big animal shelter in New York, and he said, like, this is a time when blood rituals take place and black cats are often sacrificed, so we don't adopt them out. So this is a thing, like, this is a thing. Um... I mean, I I know people don't love to adopt them. I I know that like some people mess with the cats, they hurt the cats, but that they perform blood rituals with black cats, I was not aware of that. I don't know if like this quote was taken during the, um, during the, oh my god, what do you call it? the Satanist craze of the eighties?
1: Oh, Satanic Panic.
0: Yeah, Satanic Panic. But um, but regardless, that's the quote. So. Hashtag sad. Um, oh, I hate people yeah, like, so much. I know. I know. Cats are so wholesome. Um, anyway. They're good. That's what I have.
1: <laughs> they knead on your chest and they purr and they rub their head against you.
0: I mean, listen, not all cats. All the cats that I've had personally as pets, I've had bad experiences with. So I don't love cats. But, like, I love the idea of cats and Cats as a concept, and some cats. So I feel bad.
1: Cats know if you're a cat person. If you're not a cat person, they won't treat you well.
0: Was well, it? I was a cat person. I was actually <laughs> trying to be one. So it's that's the background on Halloween that I have. Um, everyone, um, you know, get spooky. Have a good time during Halloween. Um, it should be a fun time regardless of why you celebrate it but please don't kill any black cats um don't perform pranks that are too heavy on your neighbors you know just be wholesome and kind um do some satanic rituals if you have the time play Ouija board um summon mr z but other than that be wholesome and kind to your neighbors shannon what do you have
1: wow i have a lot no actually i don't really have a lot i have two things um also what are you gonna be for halloween did you tell me i thought you were gonna do something then you said that you changed your mind
0: um. Yes, I'm gonna be a satanic priest because I stand oxymorons. So wow, I, am, I know I have like the robe and the and the thing is that like the thirty first I'm working. So I like I'm not gonna go trick or treating. I think I'm gonna give out kids to uh, candy to kids. Um at night and that's gonna be kind of boring but like i'm still gonna get to display my costume because i'm probably gonna work wear, where to work that morning you're fully terrified um,
1: of everything having to do with demons <laughs> and satan what are you can you explain oh it's a it's
0: gonna be like a fucking mask and i'm gonna probably do some like eye makeup so the mask seems like blended um, interesting and like neck makeup or something um and then i have the robe and like yeah i have like a, a convincing robe and and it's gonna be like very temple ish
1: and you're gonna yeah. you're gonna snap you're gonna finally it's all gonna catch up to you on this one day <laughs> you're gonna put on that mask and you're just gonna lose your identity <laughs> that's gonna be it oh my god
0: dude it's, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like that goosebumps episode i think it's called the mask like the, one of the most famous episodes where like the girl like like wears this mask on halloween or something and like the mask becomes part of her head like she becomes <laughs> the mask i don't know if you've seen this isn't that or a jim
1: carrey movie <laughs>
0: I mean, also, but <laughs> that's more terrifying. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Oh, no, actually, what are you dressing up as? Tell us, because the audience is not Um,
1: know. I told you, like, four times, and they all know four times. I'm being well, Red no, Riding Hood. No, you
0: haven't told me. You told me in private.
1: Red Riding Hood. Yeah, no, I told you on the podcast, too.
0: Okay, well, that's terrifying, because I have Alzheimer's. Um, Nice costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, go man. ahead.
1: Okay, so I'm going to talk about true crime because why not? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I chose stuff that's relatively old, but I also chose stuff that I find really interesting. And okay. they all happened on or near Halloween. Um, so we're going to get spoopy up in here, even more spoopy. So I'm going to be reading from, first, this article, um, Most Horrible Crimes Committed on Halloween, <laughs> on Ranker.com. This was written by Mike Rothschild. Mike, we stand. Um, I'm going to be talking about the murder of Marvin Brandland. So, Marvin Brandland was 69 in 1982. So, we're talking about the day before Halloween on October 30th. Marvin and his wife, Ethel, were distributing Halloween candy. Wait, is, is it on the 30th or 31st?
0: It's on the 31st. Oh.
1: Yeah, so I don't know why there's trick-or-treaters on the 30th. Maybe they just wanted candy. I don't know. But it was definitely the 30th. Okay. Um, so they were distributing candy on the 30th to trick-or-treaters. And this happened in Iowa. Um, their granddaughter was in the house as well. Her name's Teresa Trueblood. She stepped out of the house. She was That's leaving. That's her last name? Um, yeah, Trueblood. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, here's what goes through her mind as she leaves. She closes the door and she thinks, maybe I should go in there and tell my grandparents not to open the door past 7.30. But she's like, no, I'm not gonna. And she leaves. So, here's where it gets upsetting. (laughs) A man knocks on the door and he has a pillowcase with holes cut out on the front for him to see through. And they open the door And he says, trick-or-treat, give me your money or I'll shoot. And Mm. Ethel, sweet dear Ethel, thinks it's a prank. (laughs) Thinks it's a trick. So she like laughs and tries to like lift the pillowcase up over his head. But he holds it down and then she reached for the candy. But then he stepped into their house and he ordered them into their basement um, at gunpoint to where they kept their safe.
0: Boy, well, she's still like, this is funny. Okay, I'll go to the basement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she was like that at that point. Um, so here's the weird thing. No one except for their family knew that there was a safe in the basement. You know, he would have had to have been to their house. And so that was suspicious. Mm. So they move into the kitchen. And Marvin, he's a World War II veteran, reaches for the firearm. And the shooter shot him in the throat. He died. He was murdered. And the shooter removed the pillowcase, discarded it in their home, and fled the scene. Um, Ethel survived. But unfortunately, Marvin was pronounced dead at the hospital. And then Ethel actually died of natural causes a few months later. And going back to the safe. Because that's the part of this that's really creepy. So, Ethel described the shooter as a Caucasian male between the age of 16 to 20, with blondish hair, blue eyes, and height of maybe 5'8". And mm-hmm. they, Ethel, and the relatives of the family, um, Teresa Trueblood, the, the granddaughter who was there that night, they mm-hmm. all believed that they knew who had done it because they knew who that looked like who was in the age range who had been to their house who was within the family and so for years and years they all knew who did it basically and this guy wasn't behind bars and apparently he bragged to them that he had murdered him and gotten away with it Um, but unfortunately this is the way it works sometimes If there's no evidence, there's nothing you can do. And that was the case. There was no evidence because he left the pillowcase, but they weren't able to process anything for it. Um, So, and then I want to kind of jump into another website for this. Um, It's called iowacoldcases.org. And so there's um, a quote from Teresa Trueblood in 2010. So she's way older at this point. Um, She told Channel 13 of... I guess I, the area, um, she said, it haunts me to this day that I didn't, um, tell them, you know, like, don't answer the door. And that's really, really sad. Um, (laughs) so there's that, um, they never released the suspect's name because they weren't able to prove who it was, but uh, it's just, it's. It's really sad. So we're That's talking so about fucked. something that occurred so, like occurred in '82.
0: Th- this guy never got caught.
1: Not yet. So here's the thing: this happened in <laughs> 90- 1982. She's talking in 2010, and so you okay. would think now, like, why? Why can't we do a DNA test? Like we're in 2019 now. Like they had the pillowcase. Like how come they didn't do this? So they actually opened it up, back up, right? Because this is talking about a cold case. Like this person bragged about it, but we can't prove it. So they do. They test the pillowcase in 2010. And the DNA results were brought in but unfortunately there hadn't been enough material for it to actually prove anything or hit in terms of matching. So at this point in time it's still unsolved. (laughs) And that's what's so sad to me. And that's, I don't know. I just, can you imagine just you're just, like, two old people, and you're just chilling and giving kids candy, and then this happens, and it just happens to be, a, like, a friend of the family, like, a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I mean. I think that's I mean, spooky.
0: Like, like it could have just been a random attack. I mean, you know, the guy could have just happened to pick this house because he had to pick a house, to like, attack, but what if it was someone that knew them? What if it was targeted? Like, that's, ugh. And, like, I want to know. We need to know. <laughs> we need to yeah. find a way. We need to know.
1: Well, it's, like, no one else would have known about that safe. Like, it had to be someone they knew. So it was either someone in the family or it was that guy. It was a friend of the family. And so that's just, like, really sick. Like, you really don't know people, you know? Yeah, no, you're what right. What they I
0: mean, You're right. It has... To, you're right. It has to have been targeted. So...
1: Yeah. I mean, mm. And... And that's like something you think about a lot when you think about Halloween and you think of like, oh, it's all fun and games. But what if someone doesn't take it that way? You know, what if they take advantage of the opportunity, you know, which we see a lot in TV where it's like, when does the killer attack? Well, in the middle of the haunted house, because no one's going to care if they hear screaming, you're in a haunted house.
0: There's other ways you can stop being all fun and games. Last Halloween, I ate, what, two and a half bags of Flaming Hot Cheetos. It was all funny. Oh games my god! I was doing it, not the day after, not All Saints Day.
1: <laughs> I can't believe two and a half bags. Wow,
0: those things are. That's good, a lot okay. of flaming Cheetos. I'm I mean, like, I'm like fucked up forever now. But um, yeah, I think it was worth it. Anyway, go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next one I want to talk about is Wicked Scandalous. Um. I don't know if you've heard about this because it gets a little political, which is why I chose it, obviously. Okay. So, have you heard of the murder of Martha Moxley?
0: I have not.
1: Okay. So, the night before Halloween in 1975, Martha Moxley, she was a teenager. She lived in Connecticut. She was going to go with friends to participate in a mischief night. Um, obviously, everyone knows about this. You ring bells and then run away. You toilet paper houses. You do fun stuff. You whatever. You act like a hoodlum for whatever reason. I never did that because I'm a good girl. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So, Martha Moxley was, you know, it's Halloween. She was flirting with this dumb dude. Um,. They kissed, apparently, which is gross. Who would do that? And she kissed the devil. Oh,
0: my God. Is that the plot twist? He (laughs) was the devil all along.
1: Wow. Now, that would be an interesting true crime story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, his name was Thomas Skakel. I don't know if I'm saying that last name right. Skakel Um, Skakel. And Thomas had a brother named Michael. So, Michael Skakel. These two are very important, as you will suspect. Um, Moxley was last seen falling with Thomas behind the fence near the pool in the Scockle backyard at around 9.30 p.m. So, you know, they're teenagers, they're dumb, it's the 70s, get wrecked, right? Like, I, that's that's relatively mm-hmm. normal or whatever. But the next day, her body was found beneath a tree in her family's backyard, her pants and underwear were pulled down, but she had not been sexually assaulted. And pieces of a broken six-iron golf club were found near her body. She had been bludgeoned and stabbed with the club. And it was proven to belong to the Skakel home. So, who did it? Um, <laughs> here's the thing. It's... It's... I don't want to say that's not solved, because I feel like it is very much solved. But because of the politics involved with this, people really, really want to make it unsolved. But, you know, it's it's not. So here's what happens, right? Here's what we know. There's years of this. Years of not knowing what happened. Um, this happened in 75. Thomas and Michael, when they're talking to the police... These two brothers, their alibis change all the time. Michael, he claimed that he had been window peeping and masturbating in a tree beside the Moxley property from 1130 p.m. to 1230 a.m., which Relatable. is the worst alibi. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the worst alibi of all time. Like, do you want to seem like, come on, dude, sexual psychopath. Like listen, you're an idiot.
0: listen, at least it's Who an alibi. Who isn't
1: in a tree? I mean, window peeping and masturbating.
0: I kind of get that psychology a little bit. Like, sometimes if you give an alibi that makes you seem too innocent, it seems unreal. But, like, if you give an alibi that kind of paints you as a little bit of a weirdo, like, you know, then you lend credence to, like, okay, like, he might be telling the truth because you know, the truth is often disappointing like that. Um, But, like, but at the same time, somehow, it's almost like reverse psychology. At the same time, I feel like if someone told me that, I'd be like, okay, well, you sound like a weirdo, but you don't sound like you were the one who did this, because at least you're telling me the truth. Because like, I mean, who would make that up as a lie, right? Because usually you'd want to make up something that makes you seem really great as a lie. You know
1: what I'm saying? It kind of makes sense. I mean, I guess, but I think you're giving this kid a little too much credit, because okay, when it... okay. I don't know. When it comes down to it people are afraid of cops like irrationally afraid of cops and talking to them is hard but in this case i don't think that that's that's true but it's just something to think about you know like it's always different when you're actually being interrogated mm-hmm. um anyway so apparently michael had some issues he was sent to a treatment center for troubled youth called alon school and two former students from that school um his peers testified that they heard him confess to killing Moxley with a golf club Um, and here's the thing this is why this is so crazy the Skakal brothers, they were a nephew they were the nephews of Robert F. Kennedy's widow Um, so they lived a crazy life of privilege and wealth and nonsense, flunking out of schools getting away with anything they wanted and one person testified that One time, Michael bragged, I'm going to get away with murder. I'm a Kennedy. (laughs) Mm. And he almost (laughs) did. (laughs) So, 25 years later, he was arrested and charged and convicted of her murder. So, this is in 2002 that they finally decided, okay, we're gonna take this to court and he was found guilty. He was only sentenced to 20 years for this. Um... And Robert Kennedy Jr., he wrote a fucking letter on his behalf, which come on. Just come on. Just stop. Just stop. (laughs) And then in July twenty sixteen, um they basically let him go. There was the lawyers were like, This was an unfair trial, you can't prove it. There was misconduct. Oh, this is in 2012, sorry. They were given a new trial, and the prosecutor, all of them, they lost. He was basically let out. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. released a book entitled Framed, Why Michael Skokkel Spent Over a Decade in Prison for a Murder He Didn't Commit. Now, if you think that this can't get any more crazy, like, you are fully wrong. (laughs) Fully wrong. (laughs) So, in July 2016, that's when this bravely titled book is published in December of 2016, the Connecticut Supreme court reinstated his conviction with a four to three majority decision. So he was put back in jail. Mm. Um, he's currently serving his sentence right now. And in 2018, there was more attempts to order a new trial. And <laughs> I think this just goes to show that if you're fucking rich and powerful, It's harder to keep you behind bars because he confessed that he murdered her to other students. He said that he could get away with murder because he was a Kennedy. He admitted to being like gross and sexually gross. And people said that he seemed weirdly obsessed with Martha. But his brother was the one who was with her. Like it's just all really gross. And at the end of the day, it's like, what the hell?
0: I mean, to me, what I'm thinking about more is... Does, like, being rich and powerful, like, make you become so jaded and so unentertained by mundane things that, you like, you become a psychopath and you can only get pleasure out of very extreme emotions, like, causing pain or yeah. killing someone? Like, I mean, <laughs> like, I think that's kind of a thing in, like, psychology. I do not think it's widespread. I think that it it's, it's kind of rare. But from what I understand, when it does happen, it happens almost exclusively to people who are of very wealthy means precisely because those wealthy means have desensitized them um yeah that's
1: well they have nothing to hold them accountable they have no actual struggles in life so of course they're bored it's like life's a video game and they've already beat all the levels just by being born where's the fun in that they need to find fun
0: yeah i guess that's kind of what i'm saying when those cases happen yeah exactly so hmm
1: So yeah. Those are the spooky true crime Halloween murders that I had for you. Um, any thoughts?
0: Um thank you very much. I like them. I am definitely spooked. I I just feel sad <laughs> for the like this is fucked up. <laughs> like yeah, I was listening I was like listening really intently to try to absorb everything. Like the first one was really interesting. The second one was as well, but it's just fucked up. Like because like you said to me that seems solved like like, it seems unsolved by technicality. Not really because of yeah. lack of of leads. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like, oh, this is unfair because technicality A and B and C. Not because we literally have no lead because whatever. Um, and that's fucked up. Like, the fact that ser- ser- like justice can be served because of something like that. That's so fucked when this guy clearly seems to have. I mean, this is basically like, we are doing some OJ shit here. <laughs> and I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's tragic and sad. Never mind what I said earlier. Everyone stay home on Halloween. Please do not go out.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like you want to have fun. You want to have a good time. But also it's like either the best comes out on- during fun holidays or the worst comes out. And like the same thing with full moons, you know, like people are extra crazy. There's more crime on full moons. Like it's mm-hmm. like
0: or the worst, worst, just worst comes out. And it's like the urban mm-hmm. legend of like the the girl that got invited to dance with the devil. She was like at the nightclub. She was dancing and she was really hot. And then she met this guy. Turns out it was the devil. And he like sucked her soul and something like that could happen to you. So just honestly, saying. be careful. Do it. Let, let them take
1: my soul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he'll suck you so hard. Like he'll suck your soul out. So yeah. if you're into that, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay. Everyone. <laughs> thank you for listening. Shannon's about to do the outro for us.
1: Oh, oh! I have to do the outro. Okay, yeah. So, if you enjoy this episode of Scary Talk, no, you please do give a like.
0: <laughs> you should do it with my voice and cadence.
1: Oh, I, I can't do that. For one, I can't even see your face, so I don't have the <laughs> eye contact to follow off of. Like, it's not gonna happen. What are you doing?
0: Just do it. Just, just, just do it how you were gonna do it.
1: <laughs> okay, so thank you for listening we appreciate your support um but really you can find us anywhere we're on spotify apple Podcasts, soundcloud stitcher anywhere honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if we're on craigslist like andre probably posts on us there um you can also find us on facebook if you want to message us also send us pictures of your cats preferably black cats Mm -hmm, um slide into our dms you know just say hello to us you know let, let's yeah, do it we, let's be we friends. won't
0: kill a cat but we will use your pictures of your black cats put them around the wall of the bedroom where we are gonna play a witchy board and summon a demon and light the candles perfect. To the perfect with salt etc etc so those yeah. will come in handy um exactly and yes we are literally everywhere like you can say uh, a lot of things about us, but not that we do not try to put ourselves out there. <laughs> We're literally everywhere. Just <laughs> fucking find us somewhere and listen to our episodes. We're also on YouTube, which like we rarely mention, but we are there. All of our episodes are there. So if you are... Um dumb i guess and can type in soundcloud and but you have the youtube app you can find us on the scary talk youtube channel all of our episodes are there uh and again yes facebook at scary talk twitter at talk scary dm us your ideas for next week and um thank you for listening everyone uh the mothman is real jack o are scarier now that i know more about them don't get your soul sucked out by the devil if you want to get something sucked out by the devil do not let it be your soul um looking forward to dressing up for halloween and thank you everyone for listening we'll talk to you next week good night
1: goodbye